I, I want to do kind of like an intro now. Usually just launch into it, so I just want to like welcome people. Yeah, sure. Hey, well, welcome listen, to the show. You've got yeah. a new intro. Me and Josh are gonna sit back and listen and possibly criticize. I'm just gonna wing it, so I'm sure there will be some criticisms. Are you as excited as me that you get a nosebleed? No. Hi, and welcome to the show. <laughs> I am your host, Miranda, and with me is Josh and Joel. How are you both doing? So good. So good. Because Josh's name is Super Gamer Dude. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to change that. No, leave it. Okay. Welcome to Weekend at Deckard's podcast. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be discussing the Goonies. Which is, you know, one of our favorite movies. And uh, what year did this come out, guys? 1983? Oh, what was it? Hang on. 1985. 1985. Here we go. 1985. Okay, so let's just jump right in. pre Joel. Oh. This movie is pre Joel. Before you were born. Yeah. One year before I was born. I was four. Filmed in Astoria, Illinois. No, no. <laughs> nope. That's a lie. I just, no, that, I just that's lied. a made-up place. you say Illinois? <laughs> Whenever I say Astoria, Illinois just bleh, right out after it. Every single time. Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon. I thought it was in Washington. Just south. Just southeast south. It's right near Portland. Really? Okay, all right. It's, well, because Portland's inland a little bit, and Astoria is on the ocean. Listen, there's a lot of mistakes from Joel tonight already. Not it's great. Okay. It's okay. The movie opens uh, with a sa- with a scene where we're in a jail, and the jail guard walks into the jail cell and finds a man hanging in his cell with a note taped to his chest. And this is, as we'll come to know, this is Jake Fratelli. One of the Fratelli brothers. Uh, and it says, to whom it may concern, flip over. Do you really <laughs> think I'm dumb enough to kill myself? Man. And that's Robert Davy. You schmuck. Do you really think I'd be stupid enough to kill me? Kill myself. That's Robert Davy that's hanging there. Like the Goonies yeah. was like, what? A kid's movie back then. It's like, yeah. hey, let's start this on a morbid note. Oh, so he opens oh, his eyes and he attacks the the guard and he escapes. So hence the or then comes the uh, the car chase. The ORV! ORV! Well and like the car chase goes through the entire opening credits. That's a really cool way to open a movie. Right, but okay, it's so like a, you know when he's trying to get into the car at the very beginning when he's escaping from the jail? With Mama Fratelli? Yeah, and they, like, pour the gas. And then his brother shoots the gas, and it lights on fire. (laughs) Yep. Do you think that would work in real life? Because I saw saw it on Mythbusters, and it does not work. Oh, Mythbusters tried to 
Okay. Because yep. I saw the cigarette one, and the cigarette doesn't work. The bullet does not either. Okay. Well, there you go. Myth busted. In fact, I, uh, I know firsthand that if you let gas sit in a, like a puddle and throw a match into it, like if it's been sitting for a bit, the match will actually go out in the gas. Because hmm. what ignites it is the when when it uh, starts to to gas. <laughs> Funny gas starts to gas, but like with the off gassing, that's what actually ignites it. Like the vapors. Yes, the vapors. Ah. Uh. So the other really cool thing about this intro scene is we've got music playing. We've got a car chase, dun, dun, dun. and through the dun, car dun, chase. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Through the car chase, it introduces all the characters in the story, like, as the opening credits are going. So it's like it shows Andy, who's played by Carrie Green. Uh, She's practicing cheerleading to a bangle song, and the car goes by in the background. She doesn't see a thing. that actually sees the car chase is uh, Chunk, isn't it? In the next scene, it shows Corey Feldman, who plays Mouth, uh, yeah. watching a car chase on TV, and his dad's in the background asking him to turn the TV down. He turns and it he, off. He turns it, yeah, he turns it off, and then the car chase is still happening, but he doesn't see it, because he's inside. He does a classic, like, 80s, like, something wrong with the TV, you smack that thing. Also, because his dad's a plumber, all of a sudden the uh, the drain <laughs> sprays <Yeah>. water. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Which makes no sense. None. None. Uh, and then next it shows Martha Plimpton uh, dunking her head in water, and uh, she misses the car chase behind her as well. well you can tell like a like a um, a lobster. Yeah. Why did you have to dunk your head? (laughs) Okay, can we talk for a minute about Martha Plimpton? Yeah, sure. I love Martha Plimpton. Okay, fantastic. Like she's in like all of our favorite movies. Um, Raising Hope was really really good. But like most recently, Raising Hope. But she was in all these movies from the eighties, and she dated like all these crazy like like actors, like some pretty. River Phoenix. I mean, I ain't into guys or nothing, but they're pretty good looking, you know? (laughs) Yeah, she's a weird looking lady. She's odd looking, yeah. Like, even so, she must have been real cool, because all these awesome actors dated her. Well, is she not the one who was dating River Phoenix when he died? They were engaged when he died. Yeah, to River Phoenix. Oh, I know. Like I said before, man, I'm not into dudes, but that's a good-looking dudes. Yeah, yeah, he was, for sure. Um, so next, Data. Data! 
uh, is so, trying out a new experiment. I'll give you is, five bucks if you can pronounce Data's real name. What is his name? Ihu Kwan, I think. What is the actor that plays him? Ihu Kwan. That's the actor, not his name in the show? Yeah. Is this not an Eddie Wong? James Hong? <laughs> James wait, wait. Hong scenario? No, look. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eddie, it's Eddie, not a James Eddie Hong Wong, scenario. James Eddie Hong. Wong. <laughs> no, it is not the an name Eddie you Wong say when you scenario. can't remember it. Yeah, uh, for is anyone who uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode one, <laughs> Blade Runner, where we prove Josh wrong. <laughs> and done before, it'll be done again. Yeah. Ada trying a new experiment uh and he falls headfirst into a can and then he misses the car chase next is chunk and he's playing an arcade game and he does the he doesn't miss the car and he gets super excited and squishes his food up against the window he's just freaking out at the car chase oh wow a police chase That part has always upset me. I don't know why. His, like, no, his really runny milkshake? Yeah, and he just and squishes the pizza? I mean, who has to clean that up? Again, how old are they in this movie? 10? 12? 10? I'd say, like, 12. Yeah. What 12-year-old is smooshing pizza on the window? One yes, was not disciplined said, as a child. I just said window. Window? On the window. <laughs> So the car that's being chased with the Fratellis in it uh, drives onto the beach. Um, there's a car race that happens, and the Fratellis escape the police. It cuts to Sean, Aston, Mikey, on a roof, uh, complaining about nothing interesting happening to his brother, who is played by Josh Brolin. His brother's name is Brand. Oh, bummer. Nothing exciting ever happens around here anyway. The knees are next. The knees are I can't wait to get out of here. All right, so there's a knock at the door at Mikey's house. Good it's Mal, played by uh, Corey Feldman, That's and he's right. combing his hair. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, Mikey. Okay, what's wicked funny about that whole scene is, like, Corey Feldman's combing his hair, but his hair all stands up on end. He's got like a weird, like grown out brush cut, and he combs it, and starts like. That's yeah. like your hair when you were a kid. And did oh, yeah. you notice? Hair like that. Did you notice his T-shirt in that scene? He's wearing a, a rain t-shirt? purple rain. Yeah. Oh, t-shirt. sweet. As a kid, I was a cross between Mouth, Mikey, and Chunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was like a mouthy Mikey who was chubby. (laughs) Who would squish his pizza against the glass. No, I would never squish pizza against the glass. That's good eatings. Mouth shows up. He starts talking to Mikey about this being their last weekend together. And how they should make it count. It's our last weekend together. 
Last Toonie weekend. We gotta be going out in style. Cruising the coast. Sniffing some waves. Down in the bruise. But no! One older brother had to go and screw it up. Uh, they make fun of Brand failing his driver's license. So he must be, what, 16? Yeah. So he's the older brother, and the kids are all, like, 12. Uh, Chunk shows up yelling about the car chase he saw, and they won't let him in. Until until he does what? He does the truffle shuffle. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you got to do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Do it. Come on. Do it. He doesn't like it, but he does it anyways. Okay, so you know when they let Chunk in? And yeah. It's like a, a really fancy gadget, and it's duk, 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 duk. Oh, it's like mousetrap to open the gate. Yeah, right, and then the yeah. gate opens. Wouldn't it have just been faster to just go down there and open it and let him in? That's not the point. That's not the Walk point. back. It would have been faster. <laughs> I also want to point out uh, Chunk's outfit. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and stripey pants. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah. He's okay. Do you know who he's dressed like? You. Is, um, <laughs> yeah. You? You're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> no. Okay. Do you remember in Superman, like Superman the movie, like Superman the motion picture, the guy who plays Lex Luthor's like henchman, he's dressed exactly like him. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that that was on purpose, or do you think they just put Chunk in the most ridiculous thing they could find? Well, I think it was a shtick back in like the the fifties, sixties to like, you know, the the comical character, the the overweight kind of roly poly accidental person always wore a Hawaiian shirt and striped pants, and it was like when they slipped on a banana, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> So they let him into the house and he starts telling them about the car chase and they start making fun of him because they don't believe him. And I think it's mouth that says, um, Remember the time like Michael that Jackson time Michael came, Jackson came over to your house. Oh, uh, to use the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Of all things, Michael Jackson came to your house to use the bathroom. Wow. Listen, okay? You guys will never believe me. There's two cop cars, okay? And they're chasing us. Four wheel deals, it's real neat ORV. And there are both flying all over the place. It's the most amazing thing I ever saw. More amazing than the time Michael Jackson came over to your house to use the bathroom. More amazing than the time you saved those old people from that nursing home fire. Yeah, right? and I bet it was even more amazing than the time you ate your weight in Godfather's Pizza, right? Okay, Brand. Michael Jackson didn't come over to my house. He's a bad child. But his sister did. So we know from the point that Chunk tells tall tales. So no one believes him about the Fratellis or the the Cardinals. But like they all have a story. Oh, like the time you did this? Oh, like the time you did that? Next, Data shows up and he puts in this like sweet tape deck. He puts his tape in a tape deck and it plays spy music. And then he has a bunch of gear and a zip lines over to Mikey's house and bursts through the screen door. 
So this is K Hui Kwan. Yes. That's how I'm going. Now, you may remember him from such films as Indiana, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. He's short round. You can't go wrong. Short round, this guy's awesome. He goes on to do other things like star in, oh, pardon me, have a walk-on role in um, California Man. Uh, <laughs> is really? that him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like the computer club? Computer club. Computer club. No him. way. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. Data breaks through the screen door. He knocks over this statue, this mini statue of David. Yeah. And Chunk saves the statue, but it uh, it drops. He fumbles it, and it drops, and the little pee-pee breaks off. <laughs> and Mikey Mike? yells, that's my mom's favorite piece. <laughs> that's my mom's favorite part. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not broken. It's perfect, huh? Oh my god! What? That's what? my mom's most favorite piece. What? Uh, oh my god! It wouldn't be here if it wasn't. Shut up, Mel. Why did you yeah. say pee pee? What would you say? I Long. I would. I would. Member? I would venture to say penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Pee pee. Good. 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 Data's talking about moving to Detroit and whereabouts in Detroit he's moving. And then Mikey starts yelling about his dad being able to fix things. And Mikey and Bran's mom comes home with uh, their housekeeper, which has always confused me because the side plot is they're all so poor they can't buy out their mortgages, but yet they have a housekeeper. But the housekeeper's name is Rose Rosalita, and she's Spanish, and yep. she's going to be helping uh, pack up their stuff. So it's not yeah. that she's a housekeeper; she's just kind of like an extra set of hands to to help them get a, get the poop in a group before they they have to leave. It looks like they're moving, is what they're they're showing. Yep. Is the house is really busy because they're moving, and all the kids are spending the last weekend together. So. Mouth offers to translate um, because she de- Rosalita doesn't speak English, and he starts translating for Mikey and Brand's mom. But it's like completely off. Like the he's bottom drawer about, has the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. He's telling her where to put the drugs, and it's it's really funny. Don't go up into the attic because it's full of weird sex toys. Yeah, sex swings. Boys. This is Rosalita. Rosalita's going to help us with the packing just until my arm is better. Rosalita doesn't speak a word of English, and I know some of you have taken some Spanish in school. Well, Mrs. Walsh, I speak perfect Spanish, and if it's any help to you, I'd be glad to communicate with Rosalita. You're a lifesaver, Clark. Come with us, will you? Pants and shirts are in the second. Just, just throw them all into cardboard boxes. Forget the suitcases. Clark, can you translate all of that? Why, well, certainly, Miss Walsh. In the meantime, Chunk is trying to fix the, the wiener that got snapped off the statue, <laughs> but he accidentally it, like, loses like, uh, upside like, down. Like, oh my god, you guys, what are you doing? If you put it on that way, it's going to be pissing in his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Look, how's that? How's that? Oh, you idiot. You hold it on upside down. Dork, if God meant to do it that way, you'd all be pissing in your faces. The mom makes a comment saying, I'd really like the house clean when they tear it down. So obviously they're losing their house. So the mom is yelling at Brand uh, to not let Mikey outside because he's in huge trouble. And then she leaves and says she'll be back in an hour. Dun, dun, dun! So the attic that they were specifically told not to go into, they go up and explore the attic. And uh, Mikey keeps saying that he wants to find the rich stuff up in the attic. So they all go up into the attic, they explore. Uh, There's like a ton of pirate memorabilia. And Memorab- can you call it memorabilia if it belongs to a pirate? Yeah, like, we're like, isn't it when, like back when I was a member of the pirates, I hung on to this. Yeah, but it's like they it's like mentioned it. pirate stuff. It's not like antique stuff. Yeah, they kind of mentioned it in the movie. Like it's like from a museum. Yeah. That's right, and because Brand's because uh, Mikey and Brand's dad is the director, the curator of the museum. That's right. The museum about Astoria. Um, and those were the reject things, so maybe they're replicas or something. Hey guys, what's your dad gonna do with all that stuff that's in the attic? He's gonna give it back to the museum or whoever they pick to be the new assistant curly or curry. Oh, wait a minute, guys. Maybe there's some stuff up there for us. Maybe there's some stuff that we can keep from the old siders. Lots of maybe there's some rich stuff. There's a storm outside, and there's, like, lightning and thunder, and uh, just for looking up in the attic, the storm is gone shortly after. But while they're in the creepy attic, there's, like, a lightning storm. For a hey, you might give me a kiss. <laughs> oh, right. And the- <laughs> <laughs> I was look like- up Joel's face, he's like... <laughs> yeah, and then it just dawned on me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that bit. That's what, that's what Mouse does. He's like, he finds a little rip in the paint. He's like, hey, Mikey. But what he is talking about the stuff, he says that these are all the rejects. And then Chunk says, kind of like us, Mikey, the Goonies. So yeah, this right. is where we know that they're, like, underdogs. It's about the history of Astoria, and these are the rejects. Kind of like us, Mike, the Goonies. Yeah, I'm not a reject. At some point, they, they decide they want to save the Goondocks. And that's why they're actually called, they refer to themselves as the Goonies, because they're a bunch of kids from the Goondocks. Yeah, I never got it, but I know that they... Yeah, maybe, a, like, maybe that's right. Like, I looked up the definition, and it's, yeah. hear me out here, uh, foolish, silly, or awkward person or thing. And then the second definition, which I kind of like better, is henchman, a thug, or a gangster. A goonie. That's a hey. goon. That's a goon. That's a goonie. Hey, that's there the it goon. goes. I mean, it, all, all of those things make sense. Yeah. But, like, for the kids, that that's why they call them Goonies. Yeah, well, because, clearly like, it's the first definition there. Yeah. Because they, well, they obviously see themselves as rejects, and Mel says, I'm not a reject. 
So Mikey finds a framed picture uh, while some mysterious music plays, so we know that it's significant. Yeah, he oh, wait, found no. the item. So he asks Chunk to hold it, and they do a countdown because they know inevitably Chunk will drop it, yeah. and it will break. And it's a map, and it's in Spanish. So oh. guess who translates? about one-eyed willy who's the most famous pirate what's all that spanish junk right there uh who knows mouth, mouth you said you could translate translate right here yeah translate it ye intruders beware crushing death and grief soaked with blood of the trespassing thief you guys, this map is old news. Everybody and their grandfather went looking for that. When our parents were our age, I mean, I mean, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's his name? The pirate guy, One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, he was the most famous pirate in his time. My dad told me all about him once. Dad'll do anything to get you to go to sleep. <laughs> no. See, One-Eyed Willie stole treasure once. He was emeralds and diamonds diamonds and then he loaded it all up onto a ship and they sailed away into the sunset until the british king he found out about it and then he set up this whole armada to go out after him and then the armada it took him a couple weeks but then they caught up with willie and and then there was a whole big war between the armada and willie's ship the inferno and th during the firefight there was just guns bursting here and cannons bursting there and then Willie fled, because he didn't want to stay around, because he knew he'd get killed if he stayed around. And then he got into this cave, and, the, and then the British, they, they blew up the walls all around him. And, and he got caved in, and he's been there ever since. Forever? Forever. And ever? Trapped. Wow. He stole a mass amount of treasure, and it's very romanticized, the way they're talking about all this treasure and the, like, the music, the adventure music. Um, the Spanish Armada fought against the Inferno, which was One-Eyed Willie's ship, and Willie's ship got uh, caved in, and he set up booby traps so that no one could get to his treasure. Booty traps. Booty traps. That's why I said booty traps. <laughs> and everybody kind of rolls their eyes at Mikey because it's like a story they've all heard. It's at that point, it's like after folklore. he tells that story... That brand is like, you sound as corny as dad. You sound just as corny as dad does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh Brolin. He was super, super handsome in the 80s. Well, especially I, I when he uh, became handsome. one of the young writers. 
Yeah, he went from this into a TV series that was based on Young Guns. Also, to add to the story, uh, Chunk finds a news article about Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot! He's a man who went missing trying to find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. So we have to remember Chester Copperpot. Hey, you guys! Look at it! Hey, you guys ever heard of this guy? Look, Chester Copperpot? Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot, missing while in pursuit of local legend. Reclusive scavenger claims I have the key to One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, and it's in the the uh i guess what do you call that shadow box the glass with the yeah where the map was that they had the the medallion as well and it's the medallion that they used to a little bit later to you know, the weird three holes in it because i was yeah. going to mention the the skull key but it's chester copper pot and it's the skull key that's right well yeah. we just skip ahead bud hey man i just it just it fell out of my mouth but while they're discussing this and everybody thinks that Mikey's kind of like just storytelling, he says, what if this could lead us to the rich stuff? And then and so what they're thinking or what Mikey is thinking is it would save the whole town if he could find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And that's when uh, Troy's dad knocks on the door. <laughs> Can I help you? Hello, little guys. I'm Mr. Perkins, Troy's father. We know who Troy is. He's a cheap guy. My dad's not home, Mr. Perkins. Is your mommy here? No, sir. Actually, she's out at the market buying pampers for all the kids. Yes, and Troy's dad is, is he like a realtor or a business-like man? He's a bureaucratic ass clown. As far as I can tell. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Uber. Well, I mean, what his role is... Like, the only thing I can tell is he's a member of the golf club. Yeah. And yeah, then somehow the golf club assigned him to go around and collect signatures to say that, yes, I'm giving up my part of the town. <laughs> yeah, like, well, maybe he works for the bank because they're all being foreclosed on. Like... Dude, like, it's like a Scooby-Doo kind of, like, setting here. It's like, he's the bad guy, but we're really not sure why. And who does old he man work withers. for? Is it the yeah, old man Withers that, that worked for the, the creepy haunted bank? Yeah. And we're pretty like, darn kids. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure when that dude got the script, he was, it said douchebag on it. Oh, I'm playing a douchebag? Okay. A bucket hat and a trench coat for this role? <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I mean, he spent a good two days picking up that outfit. It had to be perfect. No, no, he just rolled into Eddie Bauer in the 80s. <laughs> he was good. So, Brand comes, so this guy gives paperwork to them to give to their parents. They have to sign. And uh, Brand comes up and gives Mikey a hug, and it's like this really sweet brother moment. Yeah, moment between brothers is what I have. And the music conveys that they are all upset. Look at them smiling. They can't wait until tomorrow when they focus on all the whatever you call it. Trash the goondocks. When they wreck our house, I hope they make it a sand trap. And never get their balls out. You know, I think they made me lose my appetite. Come 
I can't remember what the music sounds like right now. But my notes say. No, that's the intrigue music, Josh. It's got to be sadder than that. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess it's like the country club trying to take their home. That's from the never ending story. That's exactly what that's from. I think I was like, no, it's not from that. What is it from? Again, that's not sad music. It's it's intrigue music. It's not sad music. Yeah, it's never ending. Earlier, and I was like, I wonder if I do it again. If Joel will pick up on it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where we see Cindy Lopa on the TV singing, singing an originally original song just for the Goonies. Did you ever see that when Cindy Lauper invited Henry Rollins on stage to do? Uh, yes. Uh, what song did they do? Rise Above, I think. Yeah. No, I Cindy didn't. Cindy Lauper singing Rise Above with with Hank. Yeah, man. Come on. I was like, sweet. at the front door, and like the whole the whole crowd didn't get it because it was Cindy Lauper's crowd. But it was a it was a weird no wasn't it weird like awards show or something like that or yeah something like that and like everyone's like I don't. Let it. Like, I'm gonna YouTube it. I'm gonna YouTube it. Wicked gesture? Wrong audience. Yeah, exactly. Cool gesture, yes. but like, like obviously she was a Black Flag fan. What's the group she sang in before she started her own thing? Cindy was like a New York. Yeah, she was like in a, in a New York hardcore band. Was she? No, she, she just roadied, didn't she? No, she was the singer. So she blew out her vocal cords doing that, and then she started doing like more mellow stuff. I'm not sure, but I can't love this song any more than I do. Yeah. It's Have a, you seen the video with song. all the wrestlers? Yes, that's why she was awesome in the 80s, is because she always had wrestlers in her videos. All the WWF guys, man. It's at wow. this point that Mikey and his friends tackle Brand, and they use his like spring resistance bands that everybody used in the 80s to tie him to the chair, and then all Mikey and his friends take off on their bikes. Yeah, and Cindy Lot cue the Cindy. Yeah. So they empty the air in vampires first because that comes up later. So that well, he can chase them. Well, okay. And do you remember what Mikey says? He mowed three hundred lawns for the for that bike. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the thing is, they, they don't just like flatten the tires; they s- unscrew the thing in the tire. So it's yeah. Like, so it's, it's like, you can't just like quickly inflate you them. You can't. Like, it's not the. It's the. <laughs> the tire's dead. What are you doing? It took us three hundred and seventy-six lawnmower jobs to pay for that. It's his most favorite thing in the world. Now it's his 
most flattest thing in the world. Let's go. I'm going to hit you so hard when you wake up, your clothes are going to be out of stock. So it's at this point where uh, their mom comes home and Bran's on the floor and she just kind of like passes Bran, by what him. What are you doing? And then he gets in trouble for letting Mikey out. <laughs> so obviously he's tied up. There was a certain breed of mom in like the 80s and 90s. It was like the working mom who like really couldn't be bothered with the BS that her kids were getting into. 100% on a completely different planet. She's got like a different game plan. She's like, oh, I need to get this done. I need, need to get the house clean before I, I, I it's demolished, right? And she's just like, oh, Bran, you kids are always screwing around. She grew up in what? So this was in 1985. She grew up in what? The 60s? Yeah. The 70s? They didn't care about kids. It's not that they didn't care about kids. Kids went off and formed cults. I don't know if you remember the 80s that much. I know you were born mid-80s, Joel, but you weren't really even allowed in the house during the day. You were outside all day, and your parents did not know where you were. Yep. It was a punishment to be, like, when your parents made you stay inside, it was a punishment. Yeah, exactly. The crack of dawn, you got on your bicycle, and you went off and had adventures with a dragon. On your bike, exactly. Everybody lived on their bikes. Mm -hmm. So this is where we see the brand pursues Mikey montage. So it's like showing them like to Cindy Lauper riding through the town and and, and out Troy to the country. Brand has to grab a little girl's bike to catch up with his brother. Yeah, and here's the thing: he never gives it back. No, he destroys it in a minute. Of Troy, Troy, He's a Troy. So the boys kind of, they use the map that they had got from the attic and uh, they try and match the group of islands that's on the map. And that's what they're looking for. So they, they ride their bikes down to the ocean. You know what this means, Josh? You've just made more work for me because now I have to find that song in the never-ending story. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the music that's played because they all like they ride to a point and like chuck their bikes and like okay does it work here does it work here oh yeah it works there woo so this is where it shows a car and uh, Troy is driving the car I think it's like, like uh, mid eighties Mustang it's a crusting so Troy must be a schoolmate of Brands obviously because he's got his license. Uh, and they can't, he's like being a dick. He makes fun of Brand riding the little girl's bike. Hey, Brand. Oh, like the bike. What is he doing? No wonder he can't get a license. Brand, can we give you a ride somewhere? Huh? No. Thanks anyway, though. Yeah, Walsh. Let us give you a little ride. Hold on. Here we go. And uh, as you would, Jeff and Andy 
are mad at Troy because he's being a jerk. And he grabs hold of Brent's hand while he's on the bike and he's driving the car. And he goes really, really fast. And then Brand goes flying off a hill, wrecking the bike. This episode of Weekend at Deckard's podcast is brought to you by the Bricks and Blisters Podcast Network. Helping fun and unique podcasts find their home. We provide help with podcasting ideas and also provide podcast editing by trusted professionals. For more information or if you have any questions, please email us at bricksblisters at gmail.com. Again, that's bricksblisters at gmail.com. Now on to your show. So the boys used the medallion that they found with the map to match up the islands. And uh, there's an old abandoned restaurant kind of in the path. Or is the restaurant part of the the three? No. Well, my the tunnels but, under the... Yeah, but here's the thing. Restaurant? When you see it from the outside, it looks like a giant outhouse. There's no way that's a restaurant. It's abandoned. Did cavemen abandon this place? Well, it's supposed to look creepy. They're just being creative. And I bet you something like that exists down by the ocean in Astoria. Yeah, probably. Some mouth is making his own bread there now. (laughs) No kidding. It's like hipster haven now. He grows mushrooms in the walls. Yeah. He it to his customers. It's an all-mushroom menu. We, we put our own organic mushrooms into the bread we bake. <laughs> Your sound came through really clear when you said that. <laughs> so try and, try and keep that tone. Try and keep that tone. It's really great, actually. We're selling mushroom hats because they're really good for you when you wear a mushroom. They're big. In fact, this mushroom got so big, we just wore the cap <laughs> as a hat. <laughs> the optional chin strap comes with this one. <laughs> so, mouse translates the how Spanish. You, how do you that? segue? You don't just push through. I didn't. I just went to the next thing that happens in the movie. <laughs> they decide. They decide for where to go, and they end up uh, in the restaurant. They see some people go into the restaurant before they go in, though. Mm. They hear gunshots mm. and get real freaked out. Okay, and this is our thirty-minute mark. Oh yeah, if you can believe oh, it. Yeah. Like as a kid, you don't like kind of realize it because you're just. Yeah, like you're stoked on like when they're like looking for the treasure, but there's a lot of setup for this movie. Yeah, yeah, there is. And so they look through the windows after they hear the gunshots to see what's going on, and they see people that are very obviously moving a body. Like it's not even they could be; it's obvious. It's the body, yeah. And that's when Chunk opens the door. He's like, "Guys, guys, ORV, ORV with bullet holes, four wheel drive." Bullet holes <laughs> and freaks out, and everybody always like shushes him because they never believe anything he's saying. <laughs> out in the garage, O R V, four wheel drive, bullet hole the size of my the kind of old on all your bullshit. Story. Yeah, shut up. Here's your water. You guys, do you know what we forgot? The pre, the pre, like, or the I guess it's during the chase. How the ORV, which is a Jeep Cherokee, somehow inadvertently enters a race 
and wins. <laughs> That's how they evade the police. Yeah. It's like, dun, dun, dun. It's like, yep, nope, we're going to enter a, a four-wheel drive race on the beach. I'm just going to take this quick detour onto the racetrack and then I, I like how somehow you... cut back into town without anybody seeing me. So it's very clearly the Fratellis in there. I like how you acted out and you're like, dun, 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 dun. I'm Mama Fratelli. <laughs> Don't throw me from the train. I'm from behind the Fratellis. <laughs> <laughs> and another one here. It's an unidentified vehicle coming in strong from the back. He's pushing through, pushing through. Is that a stock Jeep Cherokee? It is! <laughs> Go to hell, four-wheel drive! So Mikey pushes through and he goes into the restaurant. And that's when Mama Fratelli yells, How long have you been at that window? I can't do her, like, grating voice. How long have you been in that window? But it's very scary. It's very, yeah, and it's all, the bo- all the boys are scary, or scared. So Frank shows up, Frank Fratelli. He was the one that was hanging at the beginning in the in the cell. And uh, they speak Italian to each other. They uh, tell them to make themselves comfortable, and they order four waters. So, but Mouth starts ordering in Italian. Yeah. No. And all it is is Italian words that he knows. I want spaghetti fettuccine. <laughs> And Mama Fratelli squeezes Mouth's face until his like tongue sticks out. And uh, she makes them sit. Chunk Whisper yells about the bullet holes in the car because they didn't pay attention to him. And uh, Mama Fratelli gives them water and it's like disgusting and brown. And then they're freaked right out, but Mikey asks to use the bathroom and Mama Fratelli sends him downstairs in the restaurant. No. Stay to the right! Stay to the right! Downstairs, first door on the right. Stay to the right! Please, Mikey, Stay to the right! And Mikey, instead of going to the bathroom, he investigates. And he looks all around. He says it stinks. Um, and he follows the weird sound that he hears. And uh, he hears Italian singing, and he sees that it's Frank Fratelli. Uh, and he's singing to a scary thing in chains that's sitting in a chair. Can't reach. Oh, yeah. So he's like singing to this guy. Well, we don't know it's a guy yet. It's just like this creepy, creepy thing. It scared the crap out of me as a child. What? To this day, my kids won't watch the Goonies because they're afraid of sloth. What? I know. Also, can I break in for a second? Thanks, Josh, for singing a stereotypical Italian song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, solo mio. What song is he singing? It's not that. You're going to have to look it up. All I can think of is Ace Ventura. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
No, you're gonna have to play the sound bite, man. You're gonna have to play the sound bite for sure. from some opera. He obviously loves the sound of his own voice. The person he is singing to doesn't like it, so he slams down the food, and he's like, fine, and he leaves, and Mikey kind of investigates into the room, and he pushes the food closer. Yeah, well, this one, this one, Sloth, it's like the the jump scare. Sloth is like, no! And, well, that's what I have. It turns around, and it's a horribly deformed man. So, it just yes. freaks me right out. Yeah, so... So, this is John Matusiak? He's right, a football player. Yeah. The guy was... He was insane. Like, he's a big dude, man. Really big dude. Yeah. So, Mikey's kind of hiding when he's doing that. And I yes. don't know if you notice it. This, was, this is the worst part of the whole movie. Is he sits on a rat trap, and it goes, oh yes, and it like right on his right on his ass, and it's like that would hurt so bad. I would rather a boulder fall on me than get a rat trap on my ass. Yeah, not cool, man. And that's when he turns around, right? Yeah. And then Mikey pushes the food closer, and then runs. Yeah. And then. he runs upstairs, and Brand, his brother, is there, and he drags out all the kids, and he's, like, yelling. Yeah. And, so, uh, interesting fact before we move on, John Matuzak, I, I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong, was no, no, the no, first cool. all-round draft pick in 1973 for the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, super big dude, um, and, interestingly enough, always wore a beard. Which in the sixties and seventies that was a thing. Brand pulls all the kids out and starts yeah, them right. And then they're they're hiding behind some rocks off to the side, and they're still watching the restaurant. In this scene here, Martha Plimpton steps on a rake, and you it jumps ahead. No, it jumps ahead. It's not the scene right now. So they're watching from a distance. The fatalities load up a dead body. Yeah. They decide to continue to investigate in the restaurant as the fraternities drive away, and that's when Steph and Andy show up and scare them. Oh, right, right, right. But and I don't know if they you see that Andy is kind of into Brand, and gotcha. Brand is super into Andy. But then when they try to go in, back into the restaurant, that's when they step on the rake and it jumps up. It's got like like six or seven like fish heads on it. And they're like... And they and run, run into, into the restaurant, house. so yeah. everybody gets scared and they run downstairs. Now, what body are they taking out if the body's still in the freezer downstairs? Well, there, clearly, there's more than one body. Clearly, clearly. Clearly, they've killed more than one people. More than one people? <laughs> Uh-huh. As it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not the right word. Yeah. It's not the right word. The popoles are all dead. <laughs> the people. The popoles, they More are than dead. one people. I got the and, Italian uh, back. The, the people. The popoles, they are all dead. <laughs> it a meatball. 
<laughs> Eat a bubble. Eat a good bubble. Eat a good bubble. I'm gonna make it a soup. <laughs> I'm gonna make it a soup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all the kids head straight down to the basement, and like Mikey's like, "There's a monster tied up. There's a monster tied up." It's chained to the wall. Yeah. So they all want to see the monster tied up, and at some point, um. Oh, they're hiding in the room because the Fratelli's come back because they forget something or whatever, right? And they're all like, ah, they're freaking out. And then this is where Chunk bumps into the water cooler. Now, back the, in the, the day... glass water. Back in the yeah. day, all the, all the bottles, they were like big 20-liter carboys made out of glass. So Chunk bumps it, smash. And they're all spazzing out and trying to like hide and whatever, right? He's like, and hope it wasn't a deposit bottle. Yeah, of course it was a deposit <laughs> bottle. Chunky, a dum-dum. But, but they hear the water yeah. dripping down. But do you remember what do you remember what Mikey says? Mikey says, wait, hang on, listen. And, and Mouth is like, yeah, sounds like my grandfather taking a leak. So what? <laughs> <laughs> but what it means is there's a tunnel. We've got to get to the lowest point of the yeah. floor. Lowest point, nothing, Mike. Let's go now. Water. Okay, come on, we can do no, it. Wait a minute. No. And the stairs go up, and right about here must have been when we said we got to get to the lowest spot. What are you talking to yourself again, Mikey? Mikey, ow! What the hell are you doing? Mikey, you're gonna lose your. Give Nothing buried under there. Look it! I've got an idea. Why don't we just pour chocolate all over the floor and let Chunk eat his way through? Okay, Mouth. That's all I can stand. And I can't stand no more. I got it! I got it! I got it! I don't got it. You clutch. Hope it's not a deposit bottle. This is ridiculous. It's crazy. I feel like I'm babysitting, except I'm not getting paid. Wait. Listen to that. What? So what? Sounds like my grandfather taking a leak, Mikey. Throw still. No, no, it's deep. Like there's a hole or passageway. It's real deep. Brand is being so sweet. Oh, come on! Come on! So they find a tunnel and it's underneath the fireplace. So all the kids into the fireplace, they move the fire, they get down, they're going down into the tunnel. Right, the trying like they're trying to avoid the fratellis, and it gets to the point where Chunk doesn't get in, and he's freaking out. So he jumps into the freezer. Well, what happens is they find first they find that counterfeit money machine. Mm, Fifty dollar bill. 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 Fifty Yeah, and Data freaks out because he thinks it's it's printing money, and he thinks he can su- he, it'll save the town. And then they find a newspaper article while that machine is going, and it shows the Fratellis, so they know that they're murderers. You know what I like about but, that uh, is is uh, Bran goes, "These are fake," and Data goes, "No, they're not. They're fake. They're bogus. No, it's they're not. Funny. They're phony." <laughs> <laughs> but what what happens is 
Chunk finds the freezer first before the Fratellis come back, and he's excited because there's ice cream in it. All the ice cream. Right, yeah, and he's naming all the different ice creams. You guys are crazy! You know, you guys are self-destructive! There's a funny farm and it has your names written all over it! But I'm getting out of here! I smell ice cream. They got splits in! And they got chocolate eruption, and they got apple, oh, and they got grape, they got grape, and super duper chocolate eruption, and and while he's rummaging around for different ice cream, it shows the rest of them looking at Chun the freezer and they all have a look on their face chunk turns around and he's like what and then he yells it's a stiff <laughs> <laughs> So it's not too long after this we we find out that Chunk's real name is 
Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> and they, oh, that's the other thing. They put him in the trunk with the dead body. Oh, yeah. The one that he's yeah. just been trying to avoid. He's like, <laughs> the one he was just in with, like in the uh, freezer with. So shoots back to the the gang and uh, they find some p- pipes and they start to bang on them to alert somebody that they're down in the tunnel. They're trying to get help. And it's under the country club shower. The fixtures okay. in the shower are pulled like right through the wall. Like I think they were doing it for dramatic effect or whatever. And Troy is, it shows Troy sitting on the toilet and he's, launched off the toilet by water what, what's the magazine he's reading when he goes into the bathroom oh i didn't even see what is, is it, it like guns and ammo or like something just like douchey ridiculous? yeah so anyways and then he calls for his daddy so it's like typical 80s like where the bad guy's just like ridiculous um so they push further into the tunnel because that didn't get them any help and uh then it Cuts back to the Fratellis threatening Chunk with a blender to get him to tell, him to tell them where his friends are. You know how for like the first half of this movie, the older kids are just kind of like, okay, guys, we'll just kind of go along with it. And, you know, they're just trying to like please them almost, you know, and then it starts getting a little more intense and they're like, let's just go home. I think it's about this point that those older kids now are like oh we're in it's like brand and andy and and whatever her name is martha plimpton yes those older kids okay steph steph Steph. yeah so it's at about this point that they're like oh man we're in it what did you get us into yeah they just want out like joel was saying like like i think the the older kids are finally starting to take like the the goonies series here and i think is it is it the the wishing well next, or is it no? No, this is where this is one of my favorite parts in the movie is where the Fratellis are trying to get Chunk to talk. All right, and he does, but they don't believe him. No. He says he the are buried treasure, and they're in the fireplace, and he's yeah. not holding anything back. But they don't no. believe him, and they're like, Stop and then they're like, the tell us everything, and he's like, okay, I'll talk. And he starts to tell him, tell them all the bad stuff he did. And he starts with third grade. Now tell me where your other little friends are. In the fireplace. Don't lie to me. Honestly, we went over to Mikey's dad's place and we found a map that said that underneath this place there's buried treasure. Don't give us none of your bullshit stories, huh? Hey, kid, I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. 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 Okay, I'll talk. <laughs> in third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my uncle back to toupee and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> but they kind of fast forward and he's like, and then this one time. I was at the movie theater and during this one part in the movie, I leaned over the rail and went, It was, he got fake barf and he threw it over the balcony and he made that puke sound 
And then everybody in the movie theater got sick. Oh, and she's like, I've never felt so bad before in my life. <laughs> and Frank Bertelli's like, I'm starting to like this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, I'm starting to like this kid, ma. <laughs> in the meantime are are venturing further down the tunnel and they find a lantern and Andy is freaked out and kind of rambling because she's just like she can't handle what's happening and they find a body this is where oh, Andy starts to freak out because it's starting to get real and she's You're like right. I gotcha. have a, a great body don't I have a good body I've got a and <laughs> friend's like yeah you got a great body Don't move back there! Don't move! And they 
pull on the string and go, whoa, what's this? Yeah, because go, Chester Copperpot was trying to find One-Eyed Willie's gold. So, like, and, and the he died there. How could, it, how could it Copper be there pot. in his head? You're right. But bats do fly out when Brand moves a big rock. Yeah, that's true. That happens next. Squeedle, squeedle. Oh, and this is where they find a big bag of dynamite, and they think it's candles. Candles. Dinomite. Hey, look at this. Candles. Oh, and so because Brand has moved that rock. Brand, God put that rock there for a purpose, and um, I'm not so sure you should... um. Move it. And it cuts back to Chunk being like telling all his like secrets and stuff. Bats fly out of the fireplace. So that's when they realize that he told the truth about them being in the fireplace because there's a tunnel down there. And when they the bats come out, Chunk yells, Mikey, if you can hear me, run. Is 55 minutes into the movie. The first booby trap, I was like, "What? what's the time? 55 minutes. Hour into the movie. It's very quick moving after this. Well, yeah. The whole movie is quick from start. Like, it starts with a car chase. You're driving and I'm running. As they continue into the tunnel, Data says, if we keep going, we'll end up in China. Then maybe we can visit my aunt or something. <laughs> hey, you guys, if we keep going this far down, we'll reach China. Hey, maybe I can visit my aunt or something. Yeah. Also, it's so adorable. <laughs> smooth move by Mikey going down into the bat hole. He looks over at Andy and goes, hey, things might get dangerous. You might want to hold my hand. It could get dangerous, Andy. You might want to hold my hand. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait! Stop. Something's about to happen. Dude, the water. Oh, oh. ready? Here we go. Is this happening? Yeah. Oh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Dory, I won't do the the truffle shuffle. Please do. You can. You can. <laughs> This is, I can, but I... This is a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> safe. Nobody's watching this. It's not being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing, Matt? Good. How are you? You're pretty good. Well, that's good. Long good. time no see. Uh, we would like to introduce Matt as uh, our newest member of Weekend at Deckards. Yeah. Thanks for having Matt me. Johnson. Great. Are you know, you kind of swooped in man. and you didn't get an introduction, but you got one now and now you just... have... He kind of snuck in and just took everybody by surprise. Wonderful surprise. Yeah. Josh, you've been talking about this this fountain scene. And this so now we're finally scene. at the waterfall scene. Yeah. Okay, we're at the fountain scene. So they find a waterfall, and there's a bunch of coins in the bottom, and they think it's the treasure. It's the wishing well. At first they're like, oh yeah, we found the treasure. It's the wishing well. Did you notice through this whole movie, anytime they come close to money or something shiny they're like that's it like data with the 50 dollar bills <laughs> the fake money and then the wishing well 50 dollar bill 50 
And then Mouse like pulls up a coin and he looks at it and he's like, Martin Sheen. <laughs> President Lincoln. George Washington. Uh, Martin Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. That's President Kennedy, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. It's like President Kennedy, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they end up. They can't take the coins because they're other people's wishes. Is it Mikey that talks about that? He's like, yeah, we can't take these as other people's wishes, and and his mouth is like, not this one. This is mine. It never came true, and I'm taking it back, and I'm taking them back for everyone. No, I'm taking them all I'm back. I'm taking them all back. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. yeah so <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I liked your version better. That was you, you know what? Okay. Stop. Stop. You Why? can't do this. Why? Why? Because these are somebody else's wishes. They're somebody else's dreams. Yeah. But you know what? This one. This one right here. This was my dream. My wish didn't come true so i'm taking it back taking them all back and then as mikey kind of tends to do in the movie he keeps talking to one-eyed willie and so he's asking one-eyed willie if it's a trick so it's like this like he's built one-eyed willie up in his head so that it's like his like who he's talking to it's like his other person Is this just another one of your tricks? Troy happens to be hanging out with his friends. <laughs> the wishing Cronies. well. Cronies <laughs> at the wishing well. Don't you guys want to just go hang out <laughs> at the wishing well? There's way too well? air quotations. <laughs> I'm inferring that he's not quite Troy. <laughs> huh? Of course he's Troy. I know, but I shouldn't have done on? that. <laughs> at no point would I go to my friends and go, do you want to go hang out at the well? That's the wishing well? <laughs> the wishing well? But yeah, nonetheless, the well. they are there. <laughs> hey, on the way home from the country club, let's stop at the wishing well. <laughs> but he, like, he's joking around with his friends at the wishing well, and he tosses the coin down, and then there's, like, no sound. And then it gets thrown back up. Doesn't he wish for, like, hooking up with Andy or whatever? What'd you wish for? To make it with Andy. Like Andy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then she's like, and then Andy's like, Troy? Yeah. And she has to like, send down the bucket. It kind of sounds like um, John Travolta in Greece when he's like, Sandy! <laughs> he goes, Andy! Sandy! <laughs> Sandy! Andy! Andy! <laughs> Sandy! Sloth, which is the creepy deformed guy, and uh, he's watching a pirate adventure. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> creepy deformed guy. I thought you were going to pick apart the fact that I said pirate adventure. <laughs> no, no, he's clearly watching a pirate adventure. <laughs> right? Shut up! And he's watching the adventures of Don Juan.
back it up here. He essentially looks like Matt with an eye out of place. <laughs> so mean. No one can see that for reference. <laughs> I was going to make the exact same joke about Josh. <laughs> so I, that was a guffaw that came out just like from guttural. As we become more exposed to sloth, well, sloth. Okay, the fact that they call him sloth, geez Louise, like this guy, like he's just. You're right. Have you ever seen a, a sloth? They're lovely. Yeah. They're lovely. He's getting, he's getting creatures. a bad deal from day one. And we find out later why. A little foreshadowing. No, man, the creepy, deformed dude. Stop. Nope. In a room with Sloth watching a pirate adventure movie. <laughs> and uh, Chunk starts to try and make conversation. So I think it's really adorable that uh, Chunk keeps calling him Sir. You're um, hungrier than I am, Sir. Hi, Sir. My name's Lawrence. Sometimes people call me Chunk. <laughs> Sloth yells at him and uh, he starts to laugh because like Chunk is freaking out. And then we cut back to Troy. But he also gives him the baby Ruth. Remember that creepy scene where he's like, Ruth! Ruth, baby, Ruth. <laughs> yes. That always creeped me out as a kid. And then he like eats it from like Chunk's pocket. He's like holding it halfway out, and the guy's like, "Oh, like, oh, that's a disturbing scene." Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so gross. I do remember it's so that. So creepy. And that's also, why Matt's here. Note, he picks out scenes real we don't name know. In the movie is Richard Wang. His name is Dick Wang. <laughs> like what is that? <laughs> So, okay, what was his name? His name is Richard Wang. But everybody Who? called Richard Dick for short, so he's literally Dick Wang. Who's, okay, who, sorry, whoa, 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 Who whoa, is whoa, Richard whoa. Wang? Data. The guy who, oh. Data, his real name is Richard Wang. Josh? No, it's not. <laughs> Josh. Josh, no, Josh. 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 No, his name is. Eddie, um, Eddie Wong. No. <laughs> Do you want to come see? James Wong. His real name is Lotney. Lotney Fertelli. So the character Sloth, his name is Lotney Fertelli. Yes. And and not the guy who played him. Yeah, no, that's his that's the actor's name. I'm talking about Dada's name in the movie. Richard Wang. Yeah, that's literally his name. Richard Wang. Well no wonder they call him Data. I would prefer that as well. Right? Dick Wang? No, Data. Poor Way Data. to crush a childhood memory, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Data. Oh, He's still God. Data in my heart. Yes. I won't even remember that. Or Short Round, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, or Short Round. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's lowering a bucket to get Andy, and Mikey convinces them all that they have to keep going because they made it past where Chester Copperpot made it. And uh, they don't have a home to go back to. Don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right 
now they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. I like how Troy and his buddies are pulling up the bucket all casual. And like, clearly her weight's not on it. Or else they wouldn't be able to be like, <laughs> and then they pull it up and it's just her jacket. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Also, this is the part where they say Goonies never say die. Re hold on. And this is the part where other people call them Goonies. So this is like clearly a thing. And that's like, I, I think it like kind of cements the name Goonies when other people start calling them that. When Troy yells, Andy, you goonie. Andy! You goonie! For Tellies, pressure the goonies through the tunnels. So this is where they're pursuing the goonies through the tunnels. And it's kind of it's showing what's happening with Chunk and Sloth. And then it cuts to the goonies. And they're um, trying to read the map. They find a place to put the key thingy that they had taken from Chester Copperpot's neck. And uh, there's a series of contraptions that start to move. And it's another booby trap. And Data falls down a hole, but he's saved by his pinches of power. Saved by the pinches of power! So this is one hour, 11 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And they're just like some like novelty teeth on a spring <laughs> that save him. <laughs> like I mean, it's a good idea. <laughs> so Sloth actually ends up breaking the chains in the room that they're in um, so that he can pick up Chunk and kiss him because mm. he's so excited. They both like food. So he breaks the chains, he lifts up Chunk, and he kisses him. And so Chunk is free, and he goes to call the sheriff and tell the sheriff what's happening. And the sheriff doesn't believe him. Like, it's a prank call because Chunk makes up so many stories. Yeah. Lawrence, is this you? Is this yeah. like the time when all those little creatures came to, like, Take over the town because you fed them after midnight. Call <laughs> yeah, yeah. sheriff. I'm at the lighthouse lounge, and I want to report a murder. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just hold on here. Is that you again, Lawrence? Sheriff, look. This time I'm telling you the truth. I'm locked inside the Vitelli's basement with this guy. <laughs> Rocky Road. <laughs> Yeah, like the time you told me about the 50 Iranian terrorists who took over all the Sizzler steakhouses in the city. Rock, get back here! Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Rock, going into the fire! 
Lawrence? He's, He's like, oh, I'd like to report. Well, a murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, a murder, sir. Well, a murder, sir. Yeah. Michael Jackson came to his house, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah we covered that. Would have been cool for Michael Jackson to come to your house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when it would have been amazing. Did to, you notice? To use, of all things, to use the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Steven Spielberg does that. He, like, mentions his other movies in his movies. <laughs> Ooh, Allow myself to introduce myself. I've got a wicked theory for you guys later. <laughs> okay. oh, so, Sloth and Chunk head down the tunnel because, so it's the Goonies, the Fratellis are chasing them, and then Chunk and Sloth are behind the Fratellis. Yeah, and the Fratellis and really getting an easy, easy job here all they have to do is follow them they've already tripped the booby traps so the booby trap that data fell down and his pinches of power saved him that actually they end up going that way because he finds another tunnel down there so they all head down that tunnel and continue and he calls over brand well, hold on this is the this is the waterfall <laughs> scene Right, you don't just no, casually go into scene. No, no, you don't casually go into this scene. This is where Mikey goes. All right, who's got to go to the bathroom? I'm gonna use the little boys' room. Right, he's like, okay. This is the little boys' room. This is the little girls' room. Best part, okay? Boys start going that way. The girls go that way. Bran goes into a different tunnel. He goes, hey, where are you going? He goes, this is the man's room. <laughs> <laughs> Such a douche. Hey, Brad, who's gotta go? Me. 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 Okay, then. This is a little boy's room. And I tell us a little girl's room. Okay. Let's go. Where are you going? What's the way? Mikey and Andy accidentally... Like, well, run into each other, but it's very dark, so they can't Andy, see each other. Well, no, this is not before that. Steph is trying to be like, have you never kissed him with, like, your eyes closed and blah, 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 and all this. Like, But, like, she's like, oh, yeah, go. And she, like, prompts Andy to kind of, like, like, ambush who she thinks is Brand to, like, give him some smooches. And so she does it, but she keeps her eyes closed the whole time. And, it and turns she stands out in a hole. She... Stands in a hole like she's like down, so it it seems like it's Brand, but it's actually Mikey. Yeah, so she ends up smooching with Mikey, and she's like, "Does Brand wear braces?" <laughs> Brand, hurry! I'm in here with my eyes closed. I know. Way to go, Mikey! Good job, Mikey. Good job, buddy. Well, and this also, is where, also this, this is, is really the funny. Is Oh, on all my notes, I, I had spelt Mikey, but like it obviously auto-corrected me, and so everything says Miley. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Miles Miley. Miley and Andy. <laughs> Miley and Andy. Malasaurus. Hi, I'm hey, Malasaurus. I was going to say, you must be typing Miley into your search engine a lot there, Joel. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> that pretty correct. Cool. Everything Miley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Y'all, it's the Miley Cyrus show with me, Miley Cyrus. I got guests and a show, and I'm ready to go. So I guess that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Miley so this 
is where we see that the Fratellis are catching up with the Goonies. They know that the Fratellis are catching up. So they start to run. There's a cool scene where they head into a cave shaped like a skull. Um, there's a chase scene. They have to cross a small bridge. Daddy uses his... Not necessarily a bridge. It's just a big damn log. But this is where Daddy uses his slick shoes. Yep. Slick shoes! Yep. So that the Fratellis can't cross the bridge as easily. Cool. Dana, come on! No, I got a great idea, you guys! Slick shoes! Slick shoes? Are you crazy? Okay, Josh, can you do the theme song every time? Nope. <laughs> It's like someone someone the other day was like, can you sing the Mario 2 song? No. No. It's And then as soon as you open a door, it's do 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 Like it's it was like a dream. That's what happened in the dreams. You're eating the mushrooms. That's what's happening. Let's move on. <laughs> the Fratellis shoot at the kids. <laughs> and they also slip on the little bridge because of the uh, slick shoes. Yeah, a little penis testicle humor here. Oh, yeah. A little and- whoop, like full front flip right onto your crotch. Oh, and you know what? I mean, crotch humor is always the gag, but at the same time, as someone who's experienced crotch humor. <laughs> Did you call it crotch humor when it happened? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. like, oh my goodness! Crotch humor! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit you right in the balls. Oh, crotch humor. <laughs> well, now I know what I'm calling it. <laughs> crotch humor. It keeps you up at night, the crotch humor. And then they find this crazy looking organ made out of like bone. <laughs> Sorry, crush you were to organ. Come on. <laughs> no, there's no way you just did that. It is. It's an organ, like the instrument. It was the a good thing. It's everybody's instrument. <laughs> well, there's like this, like, like skeleton, like attached to the top of it, and all there's like bone keys. It's like really goth looking. To play the bones. And, uh, you gotta play the bones. They have to play it to get through but if they make too many mistakes then the floor falls through mm. and they're all dead right so he says it's, it's booby trap number three i can't tell if it's f sharp or b flat and mikey says well if you play it wrong we'll all be flat oh <laughs> mikey 
So how much do you know about piano play? None. Nothing. Well, I know that eight, eight notes are an octave. Yeah, so it was funny because I was just reading the thing. It says A sharp and B flat. They're the exact same note. Because she's like, I don't know what to play. <laughs> uh, Obviously, she really didn't pay attention in piano class. It's like that part uh, from uh, It's like that part from Cannibal the Musical when they're talking about notes. And it's like, isn't that the exact same thing? Thought I was singing in the wrong key. No, I wasn't. It was Lautzenheiser. I was singing in E flat minor. The song's in F sharp major. I think they're the same thing. I mean, E flat is the relative minor of F sharp. No, it isn't. The relative minor is three half tones down from the major, not up. No, it's three down. Like A is the relative minor of C major. But isn't A sharp in C major? Wait, are you singing Mixolydian scales or something? A sharp is tonic to C major. It's the six. No, it isn't. Well, it'd be like a raised thirteenth, if anything. E flat minor. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading too. They sent all the kids to a Michael Jackson concert while they were filming. <laughs> what? And, okay, and the that's... woman that played the mom, she was only fifteen years older than Josh Brolin. What? Played his mother. Okay. Yeah. Now we have to do the whole thing over again. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to go back. <laughs> so one-eyed Willie's full name is William B. Portobello. So they find the notes to the, like, skeleton organ well, on the on back. The back of, yeah, it's on the back of the map. And the only one that kind of knows how to play the piano is Andy. So she starts to, like, hit keys, which she thinks is the notes. And, like, a door starts opening slowly as she's hitting the right keys. But as she hits the wrong keys, chunks of the floor are falling. So yeah. it's if she hits too many wrong keys, then... And They're she, gonna die. She hits that one wrong key, and they all look at her like, "Hmm." She goes, "Well, I'm not Liberace, you know." What were you thinking? I hit the wrong note. I'm not Liberace, you know. Listen, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. And then there's like a that, like that's like the, the entrance level like of acceptance, Liberace. Yeah. <laughs> so sloppy collars. Dada's keeping an eye out for the Fratellis and he goes to like the entrance where they came in and he's like guys they're catching up and just as he says that Frank Fratelli grabs Data by the coat and what happens a giant boxing glove comes out on a spring and hits Frank and knocks him down Classic. 1940s style cartoon, like. So she gets the right key just in time. The Fratellis catch up. They fall down a tunnel or water slide uh, because it looks like it's very obviously a water slide. The music changes, like, do, like, do, 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 like, it all, like, everything gets all, like. You almost went back to do, do, do. Almost. <laughs> so like music changes, pace changes, all of a sudden everything kind of like has like a fun feel again. It goes from being like tense and everyone's gonna die to like fun feel again. Because they're on a and, water slide. Yeah. It's not fun now, about that. What's really neat about this scene coming up is that there's actually a, a huge deleted scene. When they got into the pool into the like into the lagoon where the like so they come out of the water slide they splash down everyone's like oh you okay you okay and they look up 
and they see the inferno. And it's like... Oh. Well, it's a beautiful lagoon, and it's One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship. Yeah. Now, the scene that was removed is there's a big octopod that, like, fights them. They have to fight it to, like, get through all this stuff. What? Yeah. Really? That would make no sense. Yeah, well, no, there's a monster guarding the gold. It makes Like a giant sense. octopus. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can actually see it in the, I think it's in the video for uh, Good Enough for Goonies, or uh, Good Enough by Cindy Lauper. I think there's a scene where, like, they're all being thrown around by big octopus arms. Really? So either Spielberg didn't like it, didn't like how it turned out, or it was just kind of improbable, so that it's like cut scene, they swim over to the ship. Improbable, not impossible. Unlikely. <laughs> Come on. They <laughs> so they climb. They're looking for pirate treasure. Everything is improbable. <laughs> they climb aboard the ship and they explore, and there is jewels and gold and all kinds of stuff about. And. Uh, I'd like to just point out how serious Matt looks. Oh, you know what's so funny? I was just reading. No, I sorry. I was just reading something about the octopus thing, but actually, Data mentions it at the end of the movie. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that because I never. Told and then, that before. the monsters were fighting. Yeah, ah! that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the accent, but <laughs> I know Josh does the accent to everything. Anyway, uh, so they break into the captain's cabin. Most of the gold is there. Mikey sees One-Eyed Willie. And he starts to talk to him while using his inhaler. Um, I don't know what he inhaled. If he he looked underneath his eye patch, and it's solid bone. Oh. He just so that's why they call you one-eyed Willie. One-eyed Willie. Yeah, and the skull was actual real bones too. And he oh. calls him the first Goonie. Oh my gosh! You've been expecting me. Haven't you? I made it. I beat you. like teary-eyed and he and then everybody sees him talking to one-eyed willie and he introduces them to one-eyed willie everybody this is one-eyed willie <laughs> all you guys have been standing there long enough mike <laughs> <laughs> this is willie one-eyed willie Emotionless, but you, yeah, no, it's a 100% like phenomenal. Like, I watched the movie for that scene, like, all the other stuff kind of just falls to the side for that one scene where like Mikey gets pushed up into like the special cabin because, like, it's not a regular cabin, like, they can't access it normally. He has to go up through like a weird trap door to get into it, and then there's 
when I had Willie sitting with his guys, and you can tell Willie sat there and either shot them or like did something, and they all died there and either offed himself or waited to die. But like even like the patch with the, like the the pearl with the like the triple pearls around it, like everything's just like the intricacies, like the emotion. You can tell Mikey like the way he's walking through. He's like. Well, even so, when everybody's grabbing all the gold and loading up, there's a plate or a scale in front of Willie. Don't touch it. And Mikey's like, no, not that. That's Willie's. Serious. It's gold. Load up. Anything you can put in your pocket. Right, Mikey, stop that. What? That's Willie's. Save that for Willie. Anything else? He feels a, an attachment to one-eyed Willie. That whole pirate ship was real. Cool. Which was pretty cool. So this is the part where Josh Josh almost spilled the beans on this bit, but this is where Data like kind of freaks out on the pirate ship because he falls down into like a cabin and then he starts talking to himself in the third person. He's like, Data He's is tired out. of falling into pits and bones! Data, Data's okay. Data's okay. Why did she use the stairs? She used the stairs! 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 The stupid guys up there told me to use the stairs when Jada's falling! Jada's tired, nobody's caring anymore! He's okay! He's <laughs> tired of skeletons! Yeah. And knives! And things poking out! And traps! And all the everything's dead! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's like, and then you're saying to take the stairs! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And this is where the Fratellis catch up, make them empty all their pockets, even the jewels from Mouth's mouth. <laughs> yes. Because he's too quiet. You're so quiet all of a sudden. You're the one they call Mouth, aren't you? And we're yeah, at the mom's the, like, this guy's always talking or something. She says something mean to him. Like, you're the one they call mouth. Why are you yeah. so quiet? He's like. <laughs> and he actually fit all those jewels in his mouth. He did. He shoved them all in there. Corey Feldman with his huge mouth. <laughs> you know what? Speaking about Michael Jackson, have you seen Corey Feldman lately? He's looking a lot like him. <laughs> He's got like the curl, like the Jerry yeah, yeah. curl hair and like the gloves. Yeah. He looks like a nightmare. I'd like to interrupt with a segue. Um, so we went from how much Corey Feldman can fit in his mouth to <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> Do you not find that a strange jump, Miranda? I didn't think of it until you mentioned it. So who's the weird Yeah, one? I said, I said you're like, yeah, he's got all those jewels in his mouth. Speaking of Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's how you did it! I was just... What the hell? You mentioned Michael Jackson, like, twice. Yeah. Anyways, I don't have to explain myself. Bad segue. And so, like, typical bad guys, yeah, they make them empty their pockets and then make them walk the plank. (laughs) Well, yeah, they make Andy walk the plank. The Fratellis make Andy walk the plank. 
and uh, they push her over, and Brand jumps in after her, and this is where we get the famous, hey, you guys. Yeah. I'm not going to actually do the... You should do it, Miranda. <clears throat> no. No, no, Josh, I want to hear Miranda do it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm hey, not doing you gotta it. you got to do it. No, it's not Hey, not Matt, happening. you do it. Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. So it's Chunk and Sloth, and they, like, kind of rappel in on this rope, and they're dressed like pirates. But I'm not sure where they got the clothes from. Because in between leaving the basement and... The pirate ship. Look, this is a Spielberg editing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's all that is. That's that's all that will explain this is like it's like ha 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 what? I'm here now. <laughs> like sometimes you gotta make a quick cut. You gotta make a quick yep. cut and that's just uh, where as you end Joel up. the editor will let you know, sometimes you gotta sacrifice content for continuity. Yeah. Just gotta make a quick cut. But there's a cool bit where Sloth, he takes a knife and he, he puts it into the, what are they, uh, sail, and he like cuts down the sail while he's like sliding down, which is what he was watching in that pirate adventure movie. Wait, again, Don Juan. do you think someone could actually do that? Yep. Is it, yeah, I think the sail is yes, You up. say yes as a matter of fact way, but do you actually know? Quite often answer. I'll try it. But you don't really know. Yeah. I'll, I'll try, try it. <laughs> All right. So that's a yes? But, like, the thing that gets me is, like, okay, yeah, into the sail. It's creating drag. You're falling. Yay! But then, like, the cross member for the, the mast is, like, 20 feet above deck. So you're like, ha, 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 whoop! <laughs> 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 like, what's happening? There's, like... There's a there's a there's a space where he's like, hey, hey, ooh, like what's happening there? Oh, you guys, my dog got sprayed by a skunk. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Tomato. Don't let him in. Don't let Tomato him in. Tomato sauce. Yep. Oh shoot! Is he? It stinks. You're going to have to finish without me. My dog is sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> okay, I think we can, I think we can you finish guys can, You guys can wrap it up. We're going to wrap this up. Now, okay, so... Remember, this is what... So he slides down, and yeah. then he basically confronts his family and his mom. He's like, Mom, you've been bad. Mama. Come to Mama, baby. Come on. But he does. He confronts his family. He sets free the kids, basically. Sloth has some trigger words here. Yeah, like fall. Yeah, fall is a big one. Yeah, fall, like break, drop. break, fall. Don't you remember when I used to sing to you <laughs> when you were little? Bye. Rock a bye, baby, on the treetop. <laughs> When the wind blows, the cradle will bow. When the bar breaks, the cradle will fall. 
Treated him with well, awful. no, they do it because he's they're saying that he's slow, that's why they're calling him a sloth. Oh, geez, right? It's just it's the so innuendos brutal. of that is just it's brutal, so rough, man. Yeah. But I mean, like, so he's like, No, it's like mom's been bad, and like chucks her off. But what happens is like when um, the Fratellis get kind of the, the run of the ship, is they take the jewels and the gold that's right in front of, of one eyed Willie. And that's what initiates the whole like sequence of sales go up, right. anchor comes up, sales go up, all these things. So the last booby trap is that when you take the gold from in front of One-Eyed Willie, the ship plows its way through the caved-in hole. Right, and I call that the secret booby trap number four. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's tons of booty traps. And this is the last one, man. And so then this is where uh, the cave starts to uh, collapse on them. Rocks yeah. are falling. And they find a little... Yeah. They find a little what, hole. What, to yeah, did through. they find like a little... That's what I was wondering. Well, they, they find like that. an escape escape hatch. And everyone's running. And then like this boulder falls. That's right. And so Sloth, Lauren Fratelli, pushes the big stone up. Oh, big strong guy, and everybody runs through his legs. Eh, icky, but yeah. cool. And then a uh, very touching scene between him and Chunk at this part. Yeah. Chunk doesn't want to leave him, but he's like, "Get in there, Chunk! <laughs> Come on!" Cave collapses. Yeah. Kids get out. Now, this is, again, this is like the 1980s in a nutshell. Is two completely, like, disaffected, like, state police are like, we've checked this beach so many times. Nothing's happening on this beach. Like, rah, 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 rah. And then all of a sudden someone looks over and goes, ma? <laughs> oh, there's your kids. Oh. And this is your big scene, Josh. There's them goobers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Them goobers. They weren't here a minute ago. But they're here now, Dan. Cole Harvey. Yes, sir. It's like, it's like the fact that they found them, they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Now, now we, we got to Time to go work. to work. Ah, oh, damn. Now we got to do some work. So, I guess everybody else was right, and we're just the schmoes again. Yeah, so they're they're like, walking they're walking up the beach, and uh, this is the big reunited scene. Cops yeah, obviously. Yeah, like, everybody's there for some reason. The cops are there. Their parents are there. They're like, oh, we were just uh, at yeah. the beach oh, in took October. You, like, two seconds to get here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody, you're just around the corner. Come over here. <laughs> Everyone pulls up their families. We get, to, like, we get to meet all the parents. So, like, Mikey, okay. So, the guy who plays Mikey's dad, what's his name? Keith Walker plays Mr. Mr. Walsh, right? Mm-hmm. Does he not look like 
Stephen King? Uh, a little bit. Not really. For the longest time, I'm like, Mikey's dad is Stephen he King. He has glasses like Stephen King. No, <laughs> that's that's there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, you look at him and you're like, that looks like Stephen King, man. Kids reunited with their parents, blah, blah, blah. There's lots of little, like, you know, and it shows Data's dad, and Data's dad's like, oh, we're going to take pictures. And he, like, tears open his jacket and a camera. He's like, yeah. Like, you can see, like, it essentially shows you, like, all the all the characteristics of the parents and how they're personified in the kids and all these different things. And there's kind of, there's some, there's some neat moments and, and Steph and mouse kind of, you know, make a, make a bit of a connection there and everyone's happy. And then as everyone's settling down and wearing like police jackets and toques, you look over into the sunset, into the West. And there's one I really ship. Holy Mary, mother of God. Look at that. Well, don't forget the Spanish housekeeper finds the jewels to save the day as well. Yes. In Mikey's marble bag. The Fertilis show up. They stick up for Sloth because Sloth, out of the kindness of his heart, is still helping his mom. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, the Fertilis are bad. But Sloth, Sloth is good. Yeah, he stays with us. But yeah, you're right. And then I think it was even a cop who's like, holy Mary, mother of God. (laughs) Yeah, something to that effect, yeah. Right? Fantastic ending. Like, everyone comes together. Everyone's happy. It's like, the goondocks just... No, that's what it is. Is Troy's dad shows up and is like, douche, 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 douche. And then, like, tries to make Mikey's Mr. Walsh, like, sign the papers. And he's about to sign the paper. He's like, no! Obviously, he's goosed up on adrenaline because the dad's like, I will never sign anything again and it's like well clearly you're Swears. gonna have to sign something later on in life what i what i love about that scene is that you can also see the extra paper they threw in the air from the sides when he throws it <laughs> up you can see the other paper come in <laughs> it's, a, it's a contract it's like five papers he's like it turns it into like two inch squares like, <laughs> yeah they gotta Perfectly make sure it looks like ripped yeah. yeah that is the goonies we did it Unfortunately, we lost Miranda. <laughs> hey, man, every now and then your dog gets sprayed by a skunk. Yeah, that's right, but <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Matt pulled us out here. We're still a, still at three people strong. Okay, Josh, what is your uh, rating? Oh, my goodness, I completely forgot about ratings. Okay, um, I'm going to say four good enoughs out of uh, <laughs> five for yous. Nice. Matt, your rating uh, on Goonies. I'd give it uh, five booty traps out of five booty yeah. traps. Nice. <laughs> five booty traps. And I Don't. give it um, five out of five. Uh, Data's tired of falling into pits and bones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. poor Miranda doesn't get a rating this week, I guess. Miranda gives it That's... five out of five skunk sprays. I'll do it yeah, for her. Yeah, five out of five skunk sprays for Miranda. <laughs> yeah. 
That is awesome. And that is that is the Goonies. That is us. Matt, thank you, Joel. Yeah, thank and uh, you. we would like to introduce Matt as uh, our newest member of Weekend Detectives. <laughs>